Welcome to United by Calcio, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the heart of Italian football. My name is Christian, and I am joined, as always, by Robbie. Yes, sir. Welcome, Robbie. And, uh, well, you know, this special episode, uh, we're going to continue our little series, uh, Touchline Tension. So, so, such a good name, huh? Um, talking about managers and uh, Serie A teams. And just trying to bring a little um, information, a little life into in, into view for all of you uh, listening, as far as what their p- current positions are, uh, where they stand in terms of their abilities to actually maintain their their, projo- uh, their job for the rest of the season, right? And um, any sort of other outstanding issues we might think of uh, as we talk about it. So with that, let's uh, get going, shall we, Robbie? Yeah. I mean, right. let's start off like with expectations of what we would have with this team. That's right. So as an Inter fan going in, I first things first, like we want the Scudetto. Like that's the expectation really and goal at the same time. You want both Scudetto and that's the one thing that's really, I guess, uh, avoided uh, Inzaghi in his career. He's been a Copa Italia merchant, which is great. Like, we love the Copa Italia. That's a goal, like, expectation, win that as well. Right. Really just do the double is where Inter's goals and expectations should be. They have the team and depth to do it. Yeah. So far, so good, at least from the uh, table standpoint. Like, you're Mm -hmm. 12-2-1 through 15 games, two points above Juventus. Right. You really can't ask for much more for where we are. And Copa Italia begins in a week or two for Inter, at least. They play Bologna. Right. That's a tough matchup. It certainly would have been an easier matchup when you looked at it preseason. Mm-hmm. But that's now going to be a tougher matchup. If you win that, you get Fiorentina. And then there's the Atalanta Milan semifinal, and then Juventus Napoli, whoever comes out the other side in the final. Assuming that's all, of course, like that's just the roadmap. Assuming those teams all there, Inter continues to get through. Um, right. So Copa Italia definitely f- feels like a tall task this year, based on you have that really tough round of sixteen game, mm-hmm. and. There's no real easy matchup going forward. Well, last year you had Parma in the round of 16. You barely escaped that. But still, when you have a lower level team or a Serie B team, it's a lot easier to rotate a squad in that kind of game. Absolutely. No, and uh, it absolutely is. And that, with that said, uh, this team still should be able to pull in at least in my view a Copa Italia and a Scudetto I don't think anybody's rationally expecting Inter to get through and win the Champions League at this point they're gonna fight as as, as far um or are gonna fight as much as they can go as far as they can right but maybe it's just me here uh and I am a UEFA fan so you know that's totally not totally normal but reality at least in my mind is that Champions League is, is maybe a little far out of, out of Inter's reach. Uh, what would you say about that? Yeah, I agree. Before the season, I would have said make a quarterfinal. Like, that's probably yeah. every year you kind of 
would say not round of 16, but quarterfinal if you're mm-hmm. expecting to compete in the league. It'll like Inter are good enough to right. be a top eight team in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'll always say quarterfinal or better. Like, so now that's going to be a lot harder because you came second in the group yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see who they get drawn. Cause if you get an easier matchup, then okay, that's different. Like you can progress there and then you're in that quarterfinal that you met your goal. Anything after that is gravy, especially since inter aren't exactly in this elite financial, uh, like spot where Mm -hmm. every win and every advancement means more money. And that's huge when it comes down to the transfer windows and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, end of the day, like ideally if you're inter, you, you have to win this round of 16 matchup Yeah, or else that's a disappointment. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, look, would I be shocked if Inter made it all the way to the final like they did last year? I think they surprised a lot of people, but they did do it. Um, Now, you could argue, you know, they had a bit of an easier schedule than their opponents had. Uh, The road to that final was a little easier, but, I mean, that's debatable. Um, I feel like a lot of times people use those arguments to sort of minimize teams' accomplishments. Um, With that said... You're right. Uh, you know, this team making it past the round of, round of 16 is a very basic expectation. Um, you know, they should be pushing into the quarterfinals there. If they can't get past that, wouldn't be shocking. Uh, it gets tougher. I mean, Champions League is not easy, right? Uh, that's the whole point of it. Uh, with that said, though, when you look at the results from the last few years, they make it to the final last year, which is great. And they, they did play Man City toe-to-toe. Man City only winning 1-0, right? That, that's a desirable result if you're into it. That's fine. It's not a, the worst way. Okay, desirable. That's the wrong word. That's not <laughs> the worst way to lose, okay? That's not the worst way to lose. The worst thing would have been you, you know, Inter goes in there and loses 4-0 against Man City, right? That, that just would have been a, a kneecap uh, breaking situation. Not good for Serie A, not good for Inter. Inter went in there, did as much as they could. And then Lukaku played goalkeeper for Man City, so you got to give it to him. Uh, that was fantastic. But that <laughs> joke aside, uh, expectations are high. I think Inter at this point are uh, the favorite, in my view, to win a Scudetto. Cobitalia, I think they should win too. Uh, they, I, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to pull that off. Champions League, again, I, re- I sort of said, you know, that they're... they're Maybe quarterfinals is is sort of where it ends for them, but we'll see. Could be wrong. Now, just to talk about the realities of of dealing with all these competitions, right? Because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving pieces. You got to rotate a, a lot because you can't have obviously Lautaro and you can't have Turan playing every single you know match. Um, with that said, do you think it is possible for this team to to accomplish? Uh, sort of get to a scenario where they accomplish winning two out of those uh, out of those three major, you know, sort of cups. Or do you think they're sort of more likely to just focus on a scudetto and sort of let everything else fall by the wayside? I would imagine that Inzaghi will try and rotate heavily in the cup games, 
mm-hmm. maybe not heavily like a Benfica game where they rotate the entire 11, but like similar to what they did with Sociedad where you had yeah. Taram start with Alexis and then you had mm-hmm. Fertesi start. Um, and then you rotate own Augusto um, and like uh, Quadrado and Darmian playing wing back instead of a Dumfries. Um, so you pick your spots, maybe mix in an Eslani. And again, like, it all depends on the game. You'll change it every game. Um, but last year, that entire Champions League run, they started Jekko yeah. every time. And then mm-hmm. Lukaku would play the league game. Yeah. Um, my issue with that and the problem I see going forward is Jekko is far better than your options right now. Arnautovic just isn't that guy. He is very, very, very average at best. So he's not going to give you anything. Same with Alexis. Like, Alexis is not an Inter Milan player. Like, yes, no. in yes, I understand he is actually a Inter Milan player, but he right. isn't at quality. And that's yeah. what I mean. And if you have to start Alexis or Arnautovic every other game when it comes to Cups, that's a concern. Mm-hmm. You saw it with... The Sociedad game, when yeah. Alexis was on, he was doing nothing, absolutely nothing. And Taram mm-hmm. was doing all the work. And then Taram, uh, Taram and Alexis came off, and Toro and Arnautovic came in. Toro was doing all the work because yeah. that's there is no weight that Arnautovic or Alexis are going to pull. Like they no. just aren't those guys. No. Um, that's why, like, I don't expect Inter to really progress. Hopefully they do if they get an easy opponent. Mm-hmm. But my concern for Copa Italia is if you start an Alexis or Arnautovic mm-hmm. against uh, Bologna, Bologna are going to tear them up. Bologna are a good side. Um, yeah, they are. Now, they shouldn't tear up Inter, but, I mean, they're not going to create chances if you have Alexis and Arnautovic starting in that game. No, you're absolutely right. And and that is something to be to definitely be concerned about. And that leads perfectly right into to, to the main point of this episode, which is talking about Inzaghi's uh, role in this team, right? There's been a lot of criticism levied at him. I mean, we're, we're going back to the first season where Milan uh, ended up winning the Scudetto that year, right? Uh, they sort of edged past Inter and, and Inzaghi bore a lot of the blame for that. So there was, there was a lot of, uh, you know, poison, um, I like to say, uh, aimed at him. Um, you know, some would say fair, some, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what else he could have really done. There's only, there's just limitations, natural limitations uh, that team had as well. However, let's just start to sort of talk about that briefly, because that first year, second place, just barely edged out by Milan. The second year, it's a little bit of a different picture where obviously Napoli just last year, you know, took the whole league by storm and Inter are third after Lazio, which is disappointing in a lot of people's uh, view, but still fine. And then, of course, this year, they, they seem to be leading candidates, right? I mean, they, they are far and away the league leaders in terms of goal difference. Thirty goal, uh, Their goal difference is 30 at this point. They've scored the most goals by far, and their defense is keeping clean sheets. So when you consider that, at least in my view, Inzaghi's done a great job. He is a good manager. In my mind, 
you want to keep him there, right? But it doesn't mean that everybody feels this way. So can can we sort of can you explain why those people might have a right to feel, you know, sort of disenfranchised here? I mean, I like Inzaghi. He has grown on me. I was very critical that Milan Scudetto year because I felt Inter were a far superior team than Milan. Last year, you handed it to Napoli. Like, that's fine. Like, they were the best team in Italy. So I had nothing to really gripe about. And Inzaghi got a lot of things right going forward. When, like, you look at that Champions League run, he got so many things right. And then... Copa Italia got so many things right. That Man City final, like tactically, Inter was brilliant. And that was exactly what you wanted out of it. Unfortunately, Lukaku messed all that up, like missed thousand chances, blocked one. And that's just the story of his European final career. Um, but there's nothing to complain about for that. The Scudetto is what is getting away from him. And that's right. why it's such a pressing issue. Like, if he doesn't win a Scudetto this year, right. something went wrong. And yeah. when I look at how Inter performs in the league and mm-hmm. Juventus performs in the league, there is a very big difference of, like, at least when you watch the games, you become impressed by how Inter plays. They score a lot of goals. They defend really mm-hmm. well. And they're impressive. And you're like, you're like, wow, this is beautiful football. This is great. While Juventus play a very grinta, grind it out, one nil, mm-hmm. like not very entertaining for a neutral. No. Which is I praise Inzaghi for that. Like that's great. When I watch want to watch my team, I want to see a very fun brand of football. And that he brings that. He has to beat out Juventus. There's right. no excuse. They are just at this point of Juventus's rebuild. Inter are still a far better team. Yeah. And credit to Allegri. He's doing well and keeping Juventus right there. Inzaghi has to keep the pressure on there. Like if you had to tell me, hey, you have to choose Scudetto or Coppa Italia, I'm choosing Mm -hmm. the Scudetto every time. Of course. I mean, yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, That's what I would, I think a lot of fans, myself included, would feel that way as well. I mean, uh, Scudetto is far more important than Coppa Italia. Granted, a Scudetto is not like the uh, Supercoppa, right? Like where it's just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, you won that. Move on. Fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have a great time with that, with that trophy. Um, but it, it definitely does not mean as much, nearly as much as, as a Scudetto means, especially if you're an Inter, Juve, Milan. There's history there. Um, and, and you definitely want to lift it. Now, with that said, I think, I think Simone Inzaghi has done enough to convince me that he is the man to do that. And he can, you know, he sort of, in my mind, he should get a contract from Ewell. He's done all the right things. You could discuss sort of his, the Champions League performances, some of the substitutions, his, his formations, maybe not the best tactical decisions, uh, especially against Benfica you mentioned earlier, right? That was a, a bizarre one. That was almost like me playing on FIFA. Like, oh, God, I forgot to, you know, uh, rest all my players for the last 10 games in a row. So I'm just going to yank the whole team off the field. Um, that shouldn't happen in real life, I feel like. Uh, there's all kinds of things about chemistry and making sure that uh, you don't take what makes your team work completely off the field. With that said, does that worry you? 
Does that does do those mistakes worry you? Because I mean, if you look at re Inter's record in uh, their group group stages, right, three and three, same as Real Sociedad, and I would say they're a much better team than Real, right? So, what do you say? I mean, I'd say they are a better team than Real, but at the same time, you played them twice and you drew twice, so I don't know how much of a better quality we we are. Like, I obviously root for Inter, and I want like I think they are better. I'm biased. Mm -hmm. But Sociedad have proven they are just as good and have played very well in all those group games. I don't necessarily also look at that Benfica game as a mistake because at the end of the day, you had to beat Real Sociedad. And that's where I was fine with. Like, yes, ultimately, it was going to mean, hey, a draw if you beat Benfica and that Salzburg result with uh, Sociedad actually did end in a draw or loss mm -hmm. for Sociedad then yes, you could have a draw option. But no matter what, you had to win. And a sw small, small percentage that you could draw, which it just happened, 2020 hindsight, that very small percentage of the draw happened. Right. Um, that game plan with Sociedad changes completely if Sociedad needs a win and Inter needs a win draw. So would it yeah. end 0-0? I don't know. That's a very, like, that's such a variable that, we don't know. So that's why I don't look at the Benfica thing as a mm -hmm. mistake. You had Juventus and Napoli sandwiched. Mm -hmm. Those two are more important games to me with the Scudetto. Mm -hmm. My big gripe with him, it, with Inzaghi, is the substitutions always come too late, or I just yeah. don't necessarily agree with it. There are some times where he gets them perfect, and it's mm -hmm. great. It's just he doesn't consistently get them right, like in the Sociedad game. Right. You leave Taram on. Taram yeah. is your best player going forward. Yeah. And you take him off and put on Toro plus Arnautovic. Like, just take off Alexis, put on Toro. Like, I get Arnautovic needs minutes, but you just played Udinese. Why is, like, there's your minutes. Yeah. Like, you exactly. won 4-0. Mm -hmm. There you go. And if you bring on Toro, okay, with Taram, maybe you get that goal. We'll never know, but... That's where I would be like, okay, hey, you need to realize Taram is playing brilliant. And Alexis is offering absolutely nothing. Yeah. Just take him off, keep the inform player on, and maybe the duo that is getting you all these goals can come to fruition and get you another one here. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, great point. Well, uh, well explained. I, you know, I tend to tend to agree with. Everything except for the Benfica aspect of it. Uh, I, I get that that happens, but that just seems like a really, really big oversight to me. Um, then again, I, I don't want to sit here and like harp on that one issue because, you know, when you look at his time with Inter, he's not exactly been a slouch, right? Uh, this team ended up second, third, and looking like first at this point um, thus far, right? They're the favorites for this season. So, um, and then two Super Cups and uh, two Coppa Italias, right? In uh, his first three seasons. Not bad. Like you would not, you know, scoff at that. He's doing the right things. He's making the right adjustments, uh, from my view. And his record with this team in 148 matches is 98 wins, 26 draws, and 25 lo uh, losses. That's not that's not a bad record at all. Uh, you will take that. Now, no, you certainly want less losses. Yes, but of course. Still, yeah, it's it's solid for his first major gig. Exactly. 
Right, because so. before that, he played, what, 260, or he managed 260 games worth of uh, uh, time for, for Lazio. And he was very successful there as well. Uh, lost mm. a little more than that, obviously, uh, naturally. Sure. But, you know, th- that's probably reflected by the fact that Inter is a better team. He has just a different caliber of player uh, available to him uh, with Inter. But I think just as much as we can talk about Lautaro's impact and Taram's impact and Lukaku's impact when he was there, uh, I think it's just as important to acknowledge that Inzaghi has been an overall positive influence on this team. And uh, he sort of carried that torch that Conte left behind when he just decided to erupt for yeah, the 50%. And, and I guess we also got, we haven't talked about Hakan, which is, I'd argue, Inter's best player. Yeah. Um, him becoming that regista, which he was never a regista before Inzaghi. Right. So maybe we have to give him credit for that as well, like or some credit more than just we already have. Like mm-hmm. that role before... Brozovic left was only Brozovic. Like that was when Brozovic wasn't in, you could tell yep. how bad Inter were and how many things he masked masked. And now it's a con and it's just like, just like that. He picked up right where Brozovic was and he's this elite penalty taker. He's has yet to miss a penalty with Inter knock on wood. Um, it's just every time he steps up, I have full faith that he's going to score, which is, Great. Like, I, I'm so comfortable when he's on the penalty spot compared to, let's say, Lataro, because you just don't know what you're going to get with that. And that's such a great thing to have with your team. Someone who's, no matter what, just going to score a penalty anytime they get it. It's beautiful. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think to an extent you could definitely give uh, Inzaghi some credit there because he he just wasn't played in that role, right, at, at all prior to, to his time at Inter. And I think in 114 appearances for Inter, he scored 20 goals already for his entire time at Milan. 175 appearances, I believe it was. He had only scored like 32 goals, but only, you know, but still. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that that seems to far outpace uh, the other. Uh, he clearly is enjoying his football here. I mean, he's already at seven goals and two assists uh, through 15 matches this season, right? That's 15 games that he started, meaning he's that he's that guy. That's how you can tell, right? I mean, he started every match this season. That's how you know he's that guy. That tells you everything. And you see uh, you see his Champions League influence as well. He has been the linchpin of this midfield. And uh, to sort of go back to Inzaghi for a second, I think he is to be given a lot of credit here, right? Because um, he's taken these players... And he knows, and you mentioned the limit, limited financial prowess that Inter have, right? He knows the, that limited ability, so he's sort of used what he's what he's got, what he can get, as well as he could. And this Inter team is chugging along just fine. I mean, they're doing very, very well. This is, in terms of performance, in terms of in-form teams across Europe, you could argue top three teams in Europe. Yeah, Maybe I mean the Champions League. The Champions League is really the only thing that kills them. Is yeah. finishing second in a group with Sociedad is just not good. No. And we no. know that the Premier League is the best league when it comes to talent. It so, is, yeah. like, you gotta be performing even better in Champions League if you're not from the Premier League to show. Yeah, we really are the real deal. But now. When people look at you, they see how you can finish second in a group with 
Sociedad, who's sixth in La Liga. Yeah. Um, which don't get me wrong, they are a very good team. Like yeah, I watched them play. They're very fun to watch. They press really well. They're well coached. They have Kubo's an excellent player. Mm-hmm. Um but still your Inter Milan, if you are wanna be that European giant that you were, That's you right. got to prove that on the field in these European games. Yeah, I mean that, that you're absolutely right. And uh I think that that is going to be that's something that that we've talked about at length before. Something I've thought about um, because I, I have the same understanding of of this situation as you do. I mean, Inter clearly want to be that old giant that that once was, right? Obviously, Serie A as a whole wants to go back to where it used to be. Uh, Juve included, Milan included, etc. Right, but the finances just currently are not there. Um, and this is evidenced by the fact that this Serie A had to settle for a reduced per year deal for their domestic broadcasting uh, for the next four years, I believe it was. That doesn't tell you anything great, right? That just says that essentially they just don't have the business power there to to push for a higher value. The Premier League, mind you, uh, let let's just sort of throw this out there as well. Premier League's recent deal also was significantly down when you, when you consider per match value. It was almost uh, it was less than half when you consider cost per match. Mm-hmm. There's like 270 games now, and it really did drop technically if you consider all those uh, parameters. But the Premier League is not in the same financial position that Serie A is in. No, Inter can't flex their muscles the way the Premier League giants can. Inter are not going to be able to make a $150 million or a 50 million euro purchase uh, on the transfer market. Mm-hmm. It just isn't feasible. However, the good news, I think for Inter, there are plenty of undiscovered stars. And this is, this goes for all Serie A teams, right? I think we've learned that this season, right? Uh, thinking about Gavada from uh, Napoli, right? Last year, that was at 14 million. Was it less than that? They got, they got him from uh, the, Georgia yeah, I think it was center, like it was. 10 million. Oh, 10 million. There yeah. Like, what a steal. That's what you want. I mean, I mean, you guys picked up Taram, right? For nothing. So uh, purchases like that are going to go a long way in making sure this team and this league as a whole go forward. Now, I think Inzaghi, conclusion on my part, Inzaghi's done everything you could ask of a manager. He's learning. Yes, he stumbled, but every manager is going to stumble. Conte stumbled before him and just had more excuses. You just don't hear Inzaghi making as many boisterous <laughs> excuses. Exactly. Um, you know, about budgets and so forth. Not that I'm ragging on him. I love Conte, but, you know, interesting manager. Um, I think he's done a great job. Conclusion, good for Inter. I, I mean, I don't care, but Inter should probably re-sign him. I don't see a better, like, I don't, I don't see a manager out there that's like, oh, that guy's going to make this team that much better. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, like, I don't see no, there's been no reason where he shouldn't. And if, unless like something really falls off, like if they fall right. to third and they don't win any trophy this year, barring Super Cup, no one counts that, um, <laughs> which is great to win. But when someone yeah. else wins it, you don't care at all. Yeah. Um, so it's just like that doesn't count as a trophy. Like it's a trophy, but Copa Italia, Scudetto, those are the two that matter to me. And of course, Champions League, but that seems very far out of the picture. So the two more realistic ones, like, you win one of those, then okay, good. If you fall the third, fourth in the Scudetto race and you lose to Bologna, like, okay, well, 
we at least have to evaluate and see what's why that happened. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, right now, if things go this way with the goals per match, 2.4, that's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Uh, Goals given a conceded per match, 0.47, that's also pretty darn good. So if that continues like that, I I don't foresee any issues, but I do, do get your point. Let's also not forget, right? I mean, the season is is long. There's plenty of time. Oh yeah, uh, plenty of time for things to go uh, well or really, really badly. So we've got plenty of action left in front of us. Uh, with that, that concludes the episode. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Uh, we come to the end of this episode. Uh, thank you for listening to everybody that is following us. Uh, obviously, whoever you support, we are here. We will be discussing all other City Odd teams and their management situations. Uh, but Robbie, thank you for joining me this week as well. Thanks for Any having final me. Final words? Follow like, follow like, subscribe, and uh, of course, if you take one thing from this podcast, we all all we ask is you just Forza enter. I don't think it's. Let's we go. Ask. I never yeah, asked that. All I of us. Ask that. We no, no, it's not all of us. Enter Milan. Yes. It's always Forza Juve, but more importantly, right? We can agree on one thing. It's Forza Serie A. Forza Serie A. Uh, Thank you for listening. Ciao. Ciao.